0: Spokely. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she
1: wouldn't take a different room. This was a usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Cobalt, Wardstones, and many, many other places. Spokely. Hi guys, it's Andy and Thanks today for. Downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006. And currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com It is a free download or free stream but obviously if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way it would be a term to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment etc. enjoy speak to you soon bye bye
2: Spoken label. Hi guys again I from Spoken Label, back at the cafe at St Peter's Square tonight my favourite place always like coming into podcasts and really... i Another writer with me today. Now, I haven't met this young lady before, but a few people have been recommending her to me recently, so that's always good when they are doing podcasts. Of well, course, my, 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 my friend Steve Smyth. Now, I'll let Emily introduce herself in a minute. I've certainly been following your work now for a couple of years, and I've always been enjoying it. So, Emily, do you introduce yourself to everybody, tell them where you're from, and your case, because you don't just write don't just do creative writing, you do a lot of blogging and articles, where all your creativity originally came from?
0: Oh, thank you, um, thank you very much Andy. Um, so my name's Emily Oldfield, um, I am a poet um, and I have my pam- first pamphlet, my debut pamphlet Grit, um, coming out on the 1st of March on Poetry Salzburg, which I still can't believe, it's really, really exciting. I'm
2: pleased you're how did, you, how did you find this place? I found, get, a, get, a, get a hold of his label then. Um, Poetry
0: Salzburg. Um, I had a very influential um, former tutor and colleague at Manchester Metropolitan University where I went um, and did my English degree. Um, a couple of years ago now, um, Martin Kratz, and he wrote um, a Oh, I'm, pamphlet. To, I'm due to
2: meet him shortly. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's brilliant, and he's um, been really significantly involved in setting up the, the poetry library yeah. here in Manchester. I've got, I've
2: got a meeting coming up with him shortly, actually. So we'll yeah, talk about Martin is
0: brilliant, and he published, he had a pamphlet published called A Skeleton's Progress, and um, that's on Poetry Salzburg, and I went to the launch of that at Sandbar. Um, this was a few years ago now I think, and I became much more aware of the publisher um, and the design of the pamphlets, and I got talking to some poets involved on that on that press, and met um, and, and met my editor Keith Hudson, um, who is a is a brilliant poet. He I writes. Just met Keith, he's somebody I
2: know yeah, actually. Keith, yeah. Keith is fantastic. Small yeah. It's a small world to be Keith is, okay.
0: Yeah, Keith's been my editor, and um, he's uh, just such an inspiring person. With his stories of like writing Coronation Street and the comedians, and his poetry has a real kind of personal emphasis about it. It's the stories of people, of communities, you know, of music yeah. halls and. And my poetry is the story, not the story of community, but accounts of community, but a more rural community, accounts of like place in Rosendale where I'm from.
2: Yeah, um, you said know, before that's why your book's called Grit, isn't it? Yes, It's kind of touching all about that, isn't it? So.
0: Um, yes, um, Rosendale is. I think it's almost like a bit of a forgotten or a neglected borderland, even though it doesn't deserve to be treated like that at all, because. It's in Lancashire. It's kind of on the edge of Greater Manchester. You know, just on the edge of Rochdale. Um, it falls out of Pendle, and it's just there, this little pocket. But there's some fascinating, like moorland, rounds there, and um, and the the locality is just so striking in its gritstone. And I think the poems are written. A lot of the poems in the pamphlet take the names from place names from like settlement names like Bake Britannia. Britannia is just a weird name
2: for a, a, yeah. like a, a, a village. I never got them on that way. Well they actually called them Britannia. Yeah, Britannia. I, 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 I never went down there once and I told before I bike and yeah. I went to bake up a bit. So.
0: And just the name and Up and they are quite some of them are quite strange names. Waterfoot, Rottenstall you know so yeah. I based them in place and um, yeah, and so the grit title kind of evokes that. Yeah,
2: was it quite a long process writing these poems for yourself?
0: Um, it's quite strange, um, really. A lot of the poems were written, and the, the the poems took me by surprise. And I'm a great advocate that sometimes the best creative writing you can do takes you by surprise. It isn't yeah. necessarily planned. It suddenly it's, comes about. It sneaks uh, up on you uh,
2: word I was Yeah, so it's, I've, and I've done it, that before. And it was
0: written at quite a strange time of my life um, because. Largely last year, um, my granddad was um, dying of cancer, yeah, and, I and, and um, he was a sig- no. He was a massive influence on me, and um, I'd spend a lot of time at my grandma and granddad's house, where I was, you know, I hmm. spent a lot of my childhood as well. But now it's like, as an adult, still being there in Rossendale, in Waterford. Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, so I was really closely involved in place, and I was. There a lot of spend a lot of time with my granddad. He was getting quite poorly, and so I'd often be awake at like five in the morning, and I just suddenly I had these po- you know these poems that needed to be written. And it's not like I sat there and thought right, I'm going to use this time to write poetry, but I did. And um, yeah, I know that my granddad really liked me. Um, he, he loved he loved the poetry, and yeah. um, and that is, meant a lot. Is your family
2: quite creative?
0: Um yeah, um, they are. Um, my dad has been a big influence in my poetry, um, kind of like my tastes, And he often had like books of poetry, um, <laughs> yeah, knocking right. around when I was little. And he used to read. When my dad used to read poetry to me, he used to read a lot of kind of rhythmic poems. So if you like, is it Robert Lewis Louis um, Stevenson? It's yeah. from a railway carriage, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like faster than fairies, faster oh, than witches, bridges really? and houses, hedges and ditches. And I remember that so strongly from being a kid and um, that kind of, so my poem has a, well, my, my approach to poetry, there often is a kind of like rhythmic element to it. I really care about the place that I'm writing about and the flow of the environment around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah,
2: so, so I've said, false so it comes to you, you, you've been writing all your life, then pretty one way or another, haven't I you, I think so. so,
0: and my dad, my dad's a writer, but he writes more, at the moment, he writes more kind of non-fiction about place, Did
2: and you um, he's written
0: about the Yorkshire Dales,
2: Oh, cool, cool. So I know obviously like, as well as a poet, you're know, currently doing the project of Haunt, aren't you?
0: Yes, um, yes, Where did that come from then? Um, Haunt um, has been a creation of Manchester Metropolitan University, where I um, studied um, my degree in English, and I loved it. It's, a, it's been, you know, I've never left, because I went to do my degree, and then I got the job there as I finished, which was amazing. What's well, that's lucky, um, isn't it? You yeah, know? And, um, yeah, and because Manchester and... I hope like more and more people are aware of this. It has the biggest centre for gothic studies, and, yeah. like one of the
2: biggest in the world. I was aware of that until you started writing, writing yeah. for Horn, that's why. So,
0: and haunt has been created to celebrate the work of that centre, and it's a subsection of Visit Manchester, so the 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 tourism board for the city. Mm. And um, you can go on visit Manchester, and then it's a it's a subsection of there, and we celebrate everything alternative, unusual, gothic, underground in Manchester and hidden histories in particular yeah. and um, that's what I write about and um, that's my that's my job.
2: How's how's a normal day on that? Um, there
0: is no such thing as a normal day. <laughs> it's not um, a
2: normal job really, far to is No, so, yeah.
0: especially when I have a taxidermy crow on my desk, on a sheep's oh, yeah. skull, yes, that was <laughs> given to me instead of a bunch of flowers when I was giving a speech oh, by my boss, Helen. And Helen Darby's also a poet
2: yeah, yeah. I've met Helen a couple of times, I've not seen her for a while, but I have met her two or yeah, three times. Yeah, Helen's so really.
0: brilliant and, um, being a, you know, really helped shape my work as well in what she's been doing. Mm. And, um, yeah, and, and with Haunt, so i'll say a, 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 a day could be anything from writing a review of a alternative cultural event in the yeah. morning to interviewing somebody involved in the city's cultural scene to going visiting a music venue or an old pub or even a library like this yeah. and then um, looking at the history behind the building so i've done the hidden history of like the deaf institute um, and yeah, the yeah, king's Arms, i know,
2: I know both the venues, yeah, yeah,
0: Looking, looking back into the, cause it's easy to just go and visit them as venues, but yep. like, what about the history? What's happened there? So, yeah, I grew
2: up, I grew up myself. like that I've got big history in like the Longford Theatre the, in Stretford
0: Yeah, brilliant. That's like,
2: it's that's an old theatre. They're not it's been shut since the 80s yeah. that. There's so much history in places like that.
0: And that you walk past every day and don't realise like All Saints Park, um, which many people will pass every day at the side of Oxford Road, there's sixty well there's more than sixteen thousand bodies underneath it. Oh, um, really it's a former cemetery and there's former cemeteries scattered all around the city, you know, like yeah. Victorian burial grounds. Yeah,
2: I didn't know about the Manchester Victoria Trains, so you have got a big cemetery underneath that. Yeah, it's. I've done we that one the other year myself. You do, look around, it's fascinating to oh find. And there's so
0: many layers to the city, so that's an exciting thing because with Haunt, it's rather than keep peddling the same cultural narrative of Manchester, of, like say, Manchester music and football and. Yeah, Manchester's got great culture, and that exists obviously. Like, I love that music too. You know, like in yeah, in you know moderation, the, but I also like the weird stuff.
2: Yeah, um, no, I know. I know. We mentioned about Andy, Andy, also Andy on yeah. Facebook, I, guess, sure I did. I know. Massive, he's massive, massive. Yeah, got
0: it. You know, and um, he was a, yeah an amazing influence. It's like cultural figures like that that dared to be different. You know, yeah, yeah. and I think and. His, I suppose his legacy is that he inspires that to continue today yeah. and there's, I know, there's lots of big supporters of his here in oh, Manchester. Oh,
2: yeah, of completely. Awesome, right? And also, like, yeah. you've Manchester's got so many people out there in the past and the history, haven't they? So, yeah. Like, made influence in the way they are, everything, so completely. So, do you find your found since you started work on The haunt Just 18 months ago. Has your actual writing changed? Well, you I- About your poetry?
0: That's an interesting question because I suppose with haunt it is kind of cultural journalism. But I think the focus on topics that are like hidden, like hidden histories and like the unusual and like the more slightly more abstract and gothic, I think it's made my poetry perhaps tap into that kind of hidden aspect a bit more, so to look beyond the surface and of place. It's places in particular that I write about and um, I've also been writing about Winter Hill. Um, yeah, I mean, that, then, yeah, I've
2: been following that. Yeah, um, a friend that used to live in the flats near there. Oh wow! That was like, fuck. There was a snow coming down there yeah. a few times. Oh, that's like, a bitterly cold on there. It is.
0: And that's a that's an external project that I'm doing on Winter Hill. But I think it I think writing on haunts it has made my poetry perhaps more not I wouldn't say bleak definitely not bleak but perhaps more looking at the undercovered aspects and the What's hidden underneath?
2: I've always been interested in the Tandle Hill, which I was told you're old Neckler Woods and Rothschild as oh, well. Oh yeah,
0: fascinating. Yeah,
2: so I've got a story about it. I'll tell you up and later, I yes. can't be on here. Okay, <laughs> okay. My family, family don't know about that. All
1: right, I'm intrigued, <laughs> okay.
2: Obviously like yourself, I know you said, um, you've obviously been like, you've done all kinds of writing, current affairs as well, haven't you, so. Like, how, it, um, how did you end up writing with The Guardian? one point? Um,
0: This is a really interesting, um, <laughs> and kind of bizarre occurrence, um, because my dad was a my dad was a primary school head teacher, and uh, a lot of family involved in primary schools. And obviously, I'm passionate about education, and mm. um, it's been sad to see you know teachers really struggling, like under stress, especially recent in recent times. But um this was a few. A few years ago now, and um, there was a news article in the Guardian about um, there was an outcry because they were cutting playtime for schools, you know, for Mm. primary schools. Oh yeah, and. um, I retweeted that article and said, you know, it's such a shame. Play is so important, you know, for primary school children. I think that imagination, you know, is most especially poets. You know how valuable the imaginations and being able to be free. Oh, I and
2: my first wrote was ten.
0: Yeah, that's it's amazing. Like
2: 47 now. said so what you got to do is like people at early age. They never stop.
0: And to be free and to have that play as well is really important. So I did. I, I commented just on Twitter about it, saying playtime is really important. And then the Guardian. Um, a journalist got in touch and said, "Oh, would you like to perhaps blog about it for our education section?" Oh wow! Um, and I was like, "Okay." So I put together an article and yeah, Fantastic. about um, why I was against the cutting of like play, you know playtime yeah. for the um, for children and how important play is for children. Fantastic! So it, was, it was so different than what I would typically write, but I think it was a real good challenge and <laughs> to do
2: that. Completely. Also, as well, I noticed as well that like you've done some work. But with uh, the Master Record store, Soundwaves waves here we come.
0: Yes, that was a that was a brilliant experience. Um, I guess music has always been a big influence on me, and not yeah. just and yeah, the music itself yeah. is you know fascinating. I like the kind of often the weird and the abstract and the Underground, which has helped, like I say, with Haunt. It kind of informs yeah. what I'm doing there, too. But Sound Waves was um, a shop in Affleck, in Affleck, the famous Affleck's well, so that's Palace. That's where I'm going next which so, so many people <laughs> love. And it was owned by Alex Lee, who became like a really good friend of mine. And um, he's sadly no longer there, the, the record store, because he moved, he moved away. Um, but he still kept the store going. Um, and it's online as well. But then I worked some shifts there just selling records and the stories that you like hear from people and so many people like would come in and like just some would just talk to you and some yeah. people would be really keen about the music and tell you their own stories or try and sell you vinyl yeah. and know, stuff. I know, I'm like
2: that. I no I I yeah. <laughs> but it's
0: great, you know, and um, no, it was a fascinating place and Alex said to me, he was hoping to write a novel. Um, consisting of various, you know, like accounts of the people that have come in, oh, yeah, yeah. and I think that'd be fascinating. So, um, and I really, you know, and I was involved in some record labels, some Manchester record labels when I first moved here, um, Valentine Records and Analog Trash. And um, both those Manchester Independent labels, um, that are brilliant labels and they've been a bit like a family to me since I moved here. So I'm very grateful to the music scene as well as to the yeah. poetry scene.
2: You, so, nice, you can see from everything you do and I've get got most of your LinkedIn page but I, I could ask be asking questions the next hour and on this I've got to know. You, you've done, you've done so much, haven't you, in just a couple of years?
0: It yeah, has been a bit yeah, I can't really it's just all been a I think um because I've had Like periods of my life, I've been quite, like personally quite difficult. Mm. And I think when you've gone through that, or being close to feeling like you have nothing in a way when you've got the opportunity to grab things I'm so grateful for that and to grab everything and seize everything and in, not in a greedy way but just like take your opportunities and yeah. live life to the full because you've only good, got one of life. I think that's
2: a good point for everybody to do that and that's yeah. what I do is I do spoken label, I can love meeting people chatting to them, yeah. your case like you've done so much in your journalism, writing and everything, and and I know, I know you've, done, you've done gigs in front of bands on. well I've done that spoken a word before, and it's an amazing feeling. It? it
0: is, it is, and just just surprising yourself. I think surprise is a key element, you know, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and just um and going for it. Because I've kind of got the mantra now: like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, and people tend to be, you know, there is a lot of negativity in the media, especially you know at the moment, but. People do tend to be accommodating and friendly, you know. The sheer majority of people are decent, yeah. and um, oh, yeah, completely. I've met some. You know, you love meeting people and talking yeah. to them, and they're in, people are inspiring and they give you energy, you know. I do. So. That's
2: why I, I get on that people, that's so why it's part of being spoken, spoken by yeah. people. people like yourself have done so much like I have. Yeah, you could wave something from it,
0: yeah, definitely. you want to
2: encouraging it. So, where do you see your creativity going next, then, or where would you like it to go? That's a better question.
0: Yeah, isn't? that's an interesting um, question. So um, I'll
2: tell you what. I'm t- you want to hear what I'm, mine is next? Skip. Yeah, think. I'd
0: like to hear yours. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you mine first. I'm digressing a bit. But, okay, no, so go I'm, for good. it. Yeah. I've got a book out shortly. And I'm doing self-publishing on this on, on ten line poems maximum.
0: Oh wow! That, that's, it's that's it's that's on a me. challenge.
2: I've been writing. It about, took about two and a half years to write because I've been writing it in between other, po- other books. It's called the Streets Wall Week Seasons. A lot different than the Wild Stories.
0: Oh, that sounds columns, brilliant.
2: That's out in March, I reckon. So. Oh, then I've got my wood
0: I'll to have to. We'll
2: have to have a book swap. Yeah. We'll do a book swap. Okay, we'll sort out that one. Yeah. Know, if you're, you're based around here, I please meet us. So. That'd
0: be great. Yeah. I've just got
2: the proof come through tomorrow, so that's, that's really one.
0: exciting. And what's
2: good, in my case is it's a. It's basically Amanda's helped me out with it, partner. She's designed it for me because she's a cover designer of all well, the writer, So That's
0: a great combination, yeah. yeah she she's
2: everything. So, but I said that's what that one and Then I've got, um, I've been writing seasonal books, so I have.
0: Okay. Done,
2: it's quite a mature approach where where I'm looking at the season and writing my own life in between it. So, I've done one on summer, yeah. I've done one in autumn, and the winter one's two thirds done now, so.
0: That sounds really, so that like, interesting. Be
2: next, that be next year is that one, so yeah. that's my project, anyway, so.
0: Oh, wow, well that's food for thought, so yeah. uh, I've got, to, yeah, I suppose, yeah, getting, branching out and doing different yeah. things and challenging yourself. Um, I think the Winter Hill project that I'm working on, external to my job, has kind of taken me already into new areas that i not written, in, which <laughs> I've not written before, um, so I'm writing about Winter Hill in Greater Manchester, or some people would argue that it is in Lancashire because they don't like them. I'm not saying it is borderline
2: that one, yeah. Because it? it's, it's right on the Some People are very board, defensive
0: yeah. about, you know, they don't like the Greater Manchester, you know, like kind of labelling of the area. I
2: know but an ex friend my of mine who's no, not a bitch anymore now, not fell out of the either, where she moved to the Winter, she had an oh. argument with a postman saying, oh. it's, Man- it's Oldham, and she said, no, it's Manchester. Yeah, still so it, it's,
0: it is funny. Yeah. Um, But um, Winter Hill is is, is fascinating and as part of the Edgelandia project which has been commissioned by the London-based publisher in the Margins, Mm. I'm writing, well, it's a very wide brief, it's just a creative artistic response to Winter Hill as an Edgeland space. And um, so over the course of 2020 I'm walking the hill with a series of writers, members of the community, different people who are passionate about the hill. Um, recording it, so kind of, you know, record, uh, yeah. recording and also creating photo essays, performances, um, you know, different kinds of work out of it. So I've been doing a lot of place based writing, so semi diary entries and like creative non-fiction and so that's very new in, to me.
2: It is that, so you're living in Tune as well, that's yes. a bit of travelling up and down It is, road. and
0: I don't drive so it's a real, but then I think that invests you in place more, I have to make that physical effort you know to be um, there, to so get up and run to Oxford Road Station and get the train and walk with Bolton. So. Oh I get
2: two buses to work and one bus and train the way back in the night do, and I love it because if I'm reading all the time yeah. or writing it's just, it's that experience isn't it? I like it that way. So I could I travel I could is it a
0: good, you know, good, it's a space in itself to be creative, isn't it? Oh
2: yeah, and I suppose you go and see your family and stuff in Bake up.
0: Yeah. That's,
2: that's some, some travelling. That's a trek,
0: life. yeah. My dad still lives in Bake my mum lives in Burnley. Oh, and um, yeah. my grandma, um, sadly my granddad died um, just before, well, shortly before Christmas last year. Mm. Grandma still lives in Waterfoot, so yeah. You know, so it's to go to the Rosendale along the Ro- well. Burnley's not in Rosendale, but Beckford and Waterfoot are.
2: I mean yeah. like, like that. each one of them like an hour at least for me. Oh yeah, it.
0: you get the which way bus. the absolutely named which way, and yeah. then get up in Rottenstall, and you've either got to get a bus or a trek it by walking. Oh, so God another dear. bus or so two buses really. Good luck. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, need it. There's no train station in Rosendale. I isn't. think that's part of the reason why it feels. A
2: little bit isolated, yeah. I did a radio interview there back in the last year. I did, I Oh where did Ros- you meet Rosendale FM? We went down to straight to the station. Oh,
0: did you meet Tony
2: Edwards? Uh, no, um, Paul Jenkins.
0: Oh, okay, no, another name.
2: I'll, well, let's talk about that off mic. I'll put you in contact with him. Really, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you should it. speak to him. We'll yeah, Brazil. brilliant. Uh, right, if people want to find out more about you, where are they best going?
0: Um. Well, I suppose they could go and visit Haunt Manchester because there's links to me on there, and a lot of it is, I suppose, my journalism. Um, So that's like www.visitmanchester.co.uk, like like a forward slash haunt. Or if you just go on the Visit Manchester main page and. um, haunt manchester will be one of the subsections so it's an easy click through or just type in haunt manchester on google that's the best way and we've got all social media channels as well and then really? for me personally um, i'm on twitter and that's probably where i'm most active um, so it's at emily um, v oldfield and also the edgelandia project if you just type in edgelandia on google um, i'm on that website as well with the winter hill project and I'm more than happy for people to get in touch or to follow me or whatever, you know, I think it's, I really like connecting with people.
2: Yeah, I think you do, you always get something from it if you're a great player, a creative person. Now, um, if, how do people get hold of your pamphlet then? Um,
0: Just to
2: conclude, maybe, yeah, that's grit, the big plug, set Yeah,
0: book. <laughs> Grit, which is out on the 1st of March, is it available for pre-order now with Poetry Salzburg. Um, the best way to pre-order is probably, I mean, I've done some tweets with links um, with links to the actual pre-order page, but if you go on the Poetry Salzburg website, um, Salzburg is S A L Z B U um, R G, Salzburg in Austria, and um, it's easy to. It's it it will be on the main page because it's a very recent, you know, announcement. I yeah.
2: know your editor sent the link over to me, so I'll link on the podcast for you. So oh, thank you very writer, much. So. Okay, well that's the end of the chat bit, mm. so we'll pause the recording and let you get a few poems ready for us, Emily. Okay, thank
0: you very much, thank, all, control,
2: you. Control, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you minute, guys. See you oh, Hi, guys. Andy's still here with Emily, and Emily's going to do four poems for us today. I don't know whether these are from your pamphlet, Emily, are they?
0: Yes, they are.
2: Great. Can you do me a favour, Emily? Can yes. you introduce each piece for us? Tell them the title so I can write it down. Yeah, I will do. And anything else you want to say about the piece, we'll all. from here.
0: Okay. Um, some of these poems, um, which are obviously in the grit pamphlet, are also um, performed as part of the rural eerie, um, which I, which was um, an event as part of the Gothic Manchester Festival last year. Um, it's amazing that Manchester has a Gothic festival, and um, which is. Informed by the Centre for Gothic Studies, and um, I performed it with um, a band called Flange Circus, um, who are an electronic alternative kind of haunted electronica band. Oh,
2: brilliant! Was um, there any recordings yeah, of
0: this, Um Yeah, there are recordings of it, and we're going to hopefully, you know, release some of that material. So, and there w- there's videos of it online, and um, on my social media there will be links to that. Um, so some of these poems were also performed as part of that um, over a immersive soundscape created by the band
2: get some links to that then I'll answer Go um, for
0: it. Um, okay, the first one is Bake-Up. Bake-Up. What makes mud? The chemical mix of something indecipherable has no instruction. So I go to the air well and plumb its depth in two great handfuls. Where Anglo Saxons faced Gauls and Norsemen, I touch the turnip broad cloth where earth and water form the composite mulch that moves in anger. The river is raw here, it rolls rocks to ransom, lashings of white water whipped up like an animal. Mud is a way out, it is an answer its tongue thick and red ripe and the rhododendron flowers rashed up overhead growth comes in a kind of hurt there is a difference between mud and dirt between dirt and silt here lies the flint which cuts and spills cuts the funding from the mills cuts the budgets of each street cuts open lines and scores a crease where the railway was pulled up each wire of track and pulse of station in the slow sinewy draw of a drain from a surgical patient the sewer screams as it cracks then bubbles and bursts the charred naked moors round here are a ritual occurrence mud is a salve to cover the burning. It covers the South Pennines in a sheen that lodges under Kestrel's eye. It covers cows and dogs and sheep. It covers the faces of the men who dance despite it in their clogs. The souls skid and spark the cobbled streets. It covers adolescent skin and in the nights it screams to be held close it covers hands and stops their reach against the headlines and their this is all old english says muddy valley by a ridge this english says post-industrial and bleak yet it is from here the Irwell grows from vein to artery a blood that bonds us in its seam My hands, they let it run through the reminder mud to make it the repeated action of stepping on earth is enough.
2: Fantastic. Really, really rocky rock.
0: Thank you very much. So that's Bake Up um, and where I grew up, so the um, the town in Rosendale. And this second one is called Brock and um, it's about a badger. Um, and a badger was one of my granddad's favourite animals, and um, this poem is inspired by. It's a, quite a strange sensation. I don't know if you've ever like locked eyes with an animal, a nocturnal animal, like an animal that's out like, during the day when it shouldn't be. No. And I've got, yeah, that, that and you stare much, at each yeah. other, and you don't mean it any harm at all, do you? You know, but there's no way of communicating that. You're just staring at each other for that moment, mm. and it reminded me of um, the sensation of like looking at my granddad in the hospice bed and feeling he couldn't communicate and feeling completely powerless but wanting to say you know i'm you know i don't meet there's nothing gonna hurt you you know it's okay so this is called brock seeing a badger within daily towers is walking in on nature preparing itself I crouch to that mushroomy perfume, the barely perceptible burr of a pulse, my hand out in its hospital gesture. His humbug, banditry a mask, a shock of burr against pavement, the reminder of cold earth he intends to push away lingers. I look at the animal, landlocked, the suspended tension of neither of us having the language of love for that moment, nor reassurance, apart from the silence, stillness shared, like a seat at the bedside, the mutual stare.
2: Ooh. Yeah, that's that's really hot. Oh, sorry that make me shiver then.
0: <laughs> Thank you Brilliant. very much.
2: Brilliant. Thank yeah, you.
0: Um, so, this poem is about a hill um, called Brown Wardle Hill um, in the Whitworth area, um, so the edge of Rosendale, close to Rochdale. Very historic area. Um, the local historian um, who's also written a book called Lower Lines, David Chatham Barker, has written a lot about the area, and that's been very inspiring. Um, and Brown Wardle Hill has got so many layers of history associated with it, um, so I decided to use it as inspiration for this poem. Brown Wardle. They call it breathtaking, the moment you give yourself utterly to the climb. You are on a hill in Lancashire and your whole body fuses in getting over the last of the height. Before you, industry workers shared step with school children, dry stone wallers, sheep shearers, day drinkers. Even the hardest, learning the course of the softest tread the adulting ritual. Generations earlier referred to the lie of the land, flourishing their fingers over imagined terrain, like the conductor of an invisible orchestra or the hand of the painter. They instill it in you to find it again. The great fib, the dishonesty, the unmentioned, the power of a lie, is not the phrase but its deception it is the befitting option it is the medicine scraped from soil, spun from sage of the Whitworth doctors who stepped on this hill in the centuries before us the land where balladists battled with moorland and marum grass the path of worrying ministers crossed wandering minstrels you step and here the rain sounds different not the drum on concrete but something surrounding present, intimate and your gauge reaches the horizon from the ascent as did the grieving mother the frustrated officer the confused priest the lie of the land is that it yields for the beauty remains in who and what it receives.
2: Oh, excellent. I Love it when you change the gears with the you and the second to last stanza there, in particular. That's a really good time. Change the pace. Thank of the you place. very much. I, I like course.
0: to involve the the reader or the audience, and then to feel part of the play. Yeah. I think that's important with Rosendale. You, you did
2: there because you changed the focus, and like it was from it's me or yeah. yeah, that, a meal, aren't it? Yeah.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, and this last poem I'm going to read is called Waterfoot. Um, it's where I went to school, the town in Rosendale where I went to school, went to high school. Um, it's where my grandma Edna, my my dad's mum, still lives. Um, and um, it's a town, a post-industrial town. It once was very populated with shoe factories, um, and Lanc- like the Lancashire shoe, and the shoe industry was quite big around those kind of mill towns like Baker and um, Waterfoot. Um, rock and, stall. Um, and this is Waterfoot. Waterfoot. With a footprint full of water, each step is a spill, each walk is a run, with its line spooling back to the base of a hill. Caute floor, a gritstone crust, where plateaus of rock dent the door of the land. There used to be a bread factory here, felt before that. A fabric forged through touch, threaded through water, felt without feeling. Some call it numb, here it is industry. At thirteen years old I practiced a weft of the moors, nor stepped the same back as at what had been before, they call it backwards, the process I learned. The monks who made it felt, taught of scales on rabbit fur, their farm cut in a cross, only birds could survey. I learned four was an edge, and lovely a dog, not a phrase, for a cut on the scent of the law is an animal's grave. Dug by the pit men of 50 years back, Crag quarry their own, a land wavering between what was and what remains. It hangs wet in the air, in the bellies of crows, strung up dead on barbed wire in slow ripening pears, seeps into the peat in a slow wave. These dredged definitions which make this tongue rough, rare, untrained the river that runs but does not run away. Call that my affection and my apology, my dread of the dry, of becoming stationary, for it already flakes the chapped lips of the town, the suburban estates where the clock is a god. Waterfoot, where grown men are haunted by happy childhoods, now, facing parents in hospitals, no answer, moors or moisture. They call it backwards, but in looking back, before the land rises, it tenders, proves, everything you know and love will move.
2: Fantastic. A great way to finish on. Thank you for that.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Good luck with the book. And
0: Thank you very much.
2: My no, pleasure today. I've really, really enjoyed brilliant. it. It's been brilliant.
0: Thank you very much for inviting me on. I mean,
2: it's like it's for you. It must feel weird for you, the fact that you've been, been throwing at you, you've the question at people. It
0: does feel strange. Yeah, from being a bit more used to interviewing people, it feels strange to be like in the interviewee seats. Well, but been it's brilliant. been a great experience. Yeah, Thank you. It's been great
2: today. Really been really fascinating. And the, sound the
1: end signing out. I'll see you again down the line, guys. Spoken Label. Thanks again for listening to another session of Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label. That's one word. Spoken Label. Full stop. Bandcamp.com And there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you have enjoyed this session, there will be something else that you can enjoy as well. Take care, I've spoken later.